Hey, Juventini, welcome back to the All Juve Cast channel where it's all Juve all the time. We are at the post Milan versus Juventus match podcast, and there's not going to be a lot to cover in this actual match, but there's a ton of news that's circulating mm -hmm. this morning and uh, very much expected with the Mercado coming down to a close. Um, we've got a ton of you in here already. Bob, always kicking us off. We got Tony G coming in here. Luca, everybody's in here ready to go. And I've got Anthony and I've got Lex. How are you doing this morning? Come on, Lex. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm doing well. Yeah. Wasn't too well, much going on in the game yesterday, but. Yeah. Oh, come and on. hey, finally making it in here. Look okay. at this guy. You see, and it's this is actually a perfect start because you see the lighting behind Raf there. Now, a lot of you people won't really realize this, but when you go into a, you get to a certain age where you go into a nightclub and you look around, you're like, wow, there's way too many young people in here. You feel uncomfortable, but then you see one kind of creep in the corner. You're like, hmm, if he's here, maybe I can, no, no, I got to leave. I got to leave. So, uh, but no, it's glad to, that we have a lot of youngsters uh, leading the show. Oh, we're getting too old for this stuff. No one wants to see us anymore. I don't think. Yeah. But, we're going to uh, slowly phase our way out. I think. Got to get um, out of this. By the way, we did a watch along yesterday, Luca and myself. It was a lot of fun, uh, regardless. Um, the uh, goal reactions video is out. Um, it's zero seconds long, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> with the nil-nil scoreline. But uh, we had a lot of fun uh, nonetheless. Uh, got to uh, share beverage together and take in a match. We're going to try and do those more often for everybody. And um, if you're listening to the podcast on any audio outlets, get over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel. And uh, yeah, that's where the fun takes place. Now, without further ado, this highlight reel is very, very short um, for 90 minutes. You'd think the game got uh, postponed after uh, 40. And uh, no, it's uh, 90 minutes of highlights. But we'll go through them really quick and then just get to the goods. Because even in a nil-nil, there's a lot to uh, dissect um, with this team, of course, because of the fact we literally got zero attempts on target. Um, I think the only one that you can't even really count was a corner kick from Cuadrado. And uh, funny enough, I joked about it on the uh, watch along that, uh, hey, we're going to get uh, an Olympico from Quad. That was actually probably our best opportunity. So we'll get Doesn't into count it count as here. a shot and goal, though. Yeah, exactly. Quad coming up. Um, had a couple of counters early on like the first five to ten minutes we actually looked like we can come up and press them and whatnot but uh, some of the decisions weren't there and guys executing was not uh, where it needed to be here quadrado comes up he cuts romagnoli nicely but his left-footed shot off of his off foot just goes wide come back man leao had a quick little uh, one-two there. He got a step on Locatelli. Tech made a big save here. This was a big, big Massive. stop on Leal. Yeah, and we got it cleared out. We'll keep it rolling he was, here. Uh... This was a shot from Calabria that didn't miss by much and just goes over the left corner there. He, funny enough, comes back and he gets a right-footed one that looked like he toe-poked it almost from like 30 yards out that just... Goes by the right side post later on. Leal uh, was causing all sorts of problems yesterday. Leal was Actually, a handful, just in the yeah. And he's in good he form. He's in good yeah. form. Here's a Deshilio cross. Morata ends up getting a free hander as Kalulu's kind of out of position, but he just gets it all wrong and it just goes softly wide a goal. 
free headers, you got to at least put them on target at the very least. Um, disappointing there. Here you have Tech making another stop, this one on Teo Hernandez as he runs up. Three of our guys were around him, but all kind of mm -hmm. backing up a bit. Finish off, header from Giroud, luckily right in uh, Tech's uh, grasp there. I tried to get a good graphic of a PK scenario that we didn't get from Morata there. And for me, that's, that's an easy call. Giroud is standing next to the ref too. And he's mm -hmm. literally got his hands on his head because he knows that whistle's going and the ref doesn't even move it towards his mouth whatsoever. Guys, that's an easy, easy PK call, right? And sorry, I lied. I do have the graph right there. This was an easy PK call. Does he get him though? Absolutely. And the other angle shows it perfectly. And you see it, and it's like not even a look. Not that Raph, PK. Hey, man. Mute. You, you got muted. muted. Yeah. Ah, there it is. There it is. Yeah. My, um, yeah, no, easily a penalty, 100%. Yeah. If you see the video, he, he literally just hits the leg, doesn't touch the ball at all. I don't see. A, I mean, someone's got to send me the 100% video because I, like Bro. that right there, I can't see that he's actually I'll touched this. I'll send it to you now. Oh, Raph, look at this guy. Straight oh, yeah. to the club, ready, straight man. to I'm business. Ready. Right to the club, right to business. It's a big If it's we have to rely game. on that, yeah. Like we did nothing yesterday. Like, like those highlights no. stunk. Great work no, on the highlights, but though. It Al. doesn't change but... the fact that everything about this match was garbage. The pitch was embarrassing <laughs> for Terrible. Milan. Absolutely embarrassing for a professional match. That pitch was garbage. Yeah. The ref was awful. He set the tone from the start that it was going to be inconsistent garbage. Uh, it was terrible. Hang they on. argued the for a PK on Sandro um, on another instance in the area there, and it was shoulder to shoulder. But again, Sandro is just too slow. I don't. But like we've him seen those given. Team. We've seen so. those given when a guy bundles into like the back of a player. Yeah. So and the thing is, is that the frustrating part is that this is just another sign of things I don't want to hear about, which is that you get all the calls right. and all this nonsense right. because we seriously don't. This is a hundred percent a penalty call and it's an easy one. And the ref staring right at it, not even have a look, anything. That's Lex, a penalty. Does it change anything? Did we deserve more? No. Lex no. penalty. I mean, yeah, yes there's no. an argument for yes it. No. I don't think like it's, I don't know. Like yes you said, no. I haven't seen the clip that maybe shows that it's super clear. So maybe I need mm -hmm. to see that first. But like mm -hmm. for me, I didn't even bother with it because I'm like, at the end of the day, like we had zero shots on target. We didn't we create stunk. anything. Like I wasn't even that like upset about losing that call. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. I think at the end of the day, like you have to create your own luck. Like you have to make your own chances. But mm -hmm. yeah, the thing is though, is that it changes everything. You go up one nil. Maybe they open up a little more. It creates a little more freedom. Dybala and Morata were lo on lockdown. Our only outlet was to get the ball up to them and hope that they could hold it off. Morata's hold-up play was piss poor. Um, Dybala tried his best. Um, he held up fine. But again, everybody was so slow going up because we were pushed so far back. I don't know. Did we deserve more out of this game? No. No. But if you get a PK and it's warranted... You should be getting them regardless of how you play. It's a PK, right? So it's just, it's frustrating. But nonetheless, zero attempts on target. Where do we go from here? This game was so frustrating, again, on all accounts. 
now the questions open up about Juve and just Allegri, and it goes back to Max Allegri. What do you guys think about the subs? Did they feel late to you? How did you feel about the changes that uh, Max went with? And uh, let's get to uh, Raf uh, and his thoughts on this game, on Max, <laughs> just everything in general. Where are you at? I don't know, man. Uh, yes, yesterday was just a bad day anyway. I just came off watching the Nigeria game and they lost. And then I come to watch this boring, boring, boring Juve game. So it was just like, it was hell. But um, in terms of substitutions, same boring substitutions. He takes off a striker for a striker. He brings off Bentancourt for Rabiot. It's like, there's, there's, yeah. there was nothing coming off the bench to excite me. I was like, you know what? Throw Mali Ake on. He, he, he created a bit of a spark against Sampdoria. Why not try, you know, in, in this game? And I thought, wait, hold on. He's a teenager. He's not over the age of 27. He'll never yeah. get a game. <laughs> and it's like... It's it's frustrating to see, man. Because what's Rabiot gonna do with with five minutes to go, man? He's not gonna get us a goal. He's literally just on there to play it safe, and it's 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 boring to see. Like it's so boring. Yeah, Lex, what do you think? Yeah, it's funny you say that. I tried to predict some of the subs, like tweeting out yesterday, and I I didn't even predict them. Like I, it was funny too. I was watching with a friend, and a friend was like, "There's no way Rabiot's gonna come on." I'm like, "Watch, Rabiot is gonna see the field. He's gonna bring Rabiot on." He's like no, even Max knows that we need a goal this game. Like, he's not going to bring on Rabiot. And sure enough, 90th minute, like Francisco's comment, it's Rabiot and Kulu coming on the field. And I'm just, I have so many questions about that substitution. Like, why both of them in the 90th minute, why not sooner? I think, Al, you mentioned the substitutions feeling like they came a little bit late. I felt like they came late. I think the Arthur um, Locatelli swap was expected because Loka was on a yellow. And given mm -hmm. that I think Max just doesn't want us to see them play together. I knew that one was going to happen, swapped him out. And, but then on the other side of the coin, I guess, is it's like Morata, maybe not having his best half, his best game. Who do you bring on for him? Like, mm -hmm. that's the other thing where it's like, it's, I guess it's easy. I would have maybe made some different choices and substitutions, but even like the Quadrado Berna swap, like who else is, there for Max to put on the field like I felt like that game yesterday was screaming for a player like Chiesa who's unfortunately was in surgery for his ACL like that was some a game used him but someone also mentioned I believe it was like Raf said one of my followers I think Ghani said that bring on Ake like which is also a good shout I feel like given that there was nothing like we needed a spark in that game and even if you want to bring him on the 80th minute, but like instead you bring on Kulu and Rabiot in the 90th, like just an extra time, like that's just shouting, okay, we're trying to hold for a 0-0 tie. That hmm. Yeah. And anything to add to what Lex and Raf said on that no, game? No, the, the game absolutely stunk. Like like there's no uh, putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. But the – there was – okay. We everybody wanted the three points. I get that, but there's nothing wrong with a draw away in Serie A. There isn't. Middle of the season, we have we have, we're coming to the end of a busy sort of January. We got an international break. Al, you mentioned it on the on the live yesterday. You got kind of want to put the pedal to the metal, you know, unload the clip, go for it. Nothing wrong with a zero zero draw away from home, middle of the season, especially at the San Siro on a pitch that looked like a potato patch. So. I'll take I'll take it's the not, draw. I know a win. I know be all end all. I think it's more everybody 
getting in a huff and rightfully so because we're going into these matches that are big this would have been a big swing it would have been a really really big swing for Juve and we didn't even put our best foot forward and we didn't get after it that's just, the frustrating just to add part. something can I just add that this season we have not beaten a single team above us in the league and I feel yeah. like that's the only reason I'm frustrated that we haven't grabbed the win yesterday is because we want to make the top four yet we cannot beat any of the teams inside the top four and that just leads to us going to the last end of the season, hoping that they slip up against other teams rather than doing the job ourselves. Which is but they so are slipping up against other teams. How do you know they're going to keep doing that? Because mm. right now they they could easily grab Atalanta could win the next game and the gap could stretch to what's it four or five points, and then yeah. we're just going to have to hope that they keep slipping up rather than yeah. us you, going at, to at them the end and of the beating day, you them have to Take uh, some of them. You can't lose all those series, but. We have to. We have to get it going. I'm just, like I said, for me, the frustrating part is that you didn't put your best foot forward and you you approached it in a scared manner. The Landucci talks continue. And the thing is, is that it's it has nothing to do with Landucci and Allegri. It's the players, how they're used, and what roles they're occupying. Yesterday, Max did the exact same thing. He did the same thing he's always done. He splits Artur and Locatelli up. He's using McKenney, who is not a prototypical winger, as a winger. And it's just like all these strange things. It's just then you wonder why the game is so clunky and lacks fluidity and whatnot. It, it's frustrating. It's so frustrating. Um, and again, it just, I, I don't understand why. It, 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 other than this thought in his head that he's got to play it safe in this manner or whatever but playing it safe ain't gonna get you too far in the long run um at some point if you're going into these bigger games you're getting zero attempts on target what are we doing here you you gotta take some of these matches but i do agree i mean in, in the long run for fourth for just going for fourth you can get by with these uh, draws and whatnot, but if we want to go a little bit higher, make it a little bit more comfortable, man, you got to take some of these. But Max, Max is again uh, a hot topic. And uh, I don't know, formation change. That becomes a discussion now. Mm -hmm. Does he need to change up the formation? Would a 3-5-2 now suit us better? He won't. Regardless he won't of change. if he won't or not, does it suit us better? Lex, go ahead. I wouldn't even go like I mean, you could go for the three five two. I, I don't know if we have the wingers right now to play that with Kiesa out, but I mean I would just go with a four two three one or like four three three shouts we were getting. I believe yesterday was mostly a four four two again, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, that hybrid four four two. More or less yeah. that hybrid four four two. And I think someone pointed out in the chat as well as like no matter how like Morata plays or does bringing in a striker like um, Vlaovic make a huge difference given that our striker was pretty isolated. Yes, massive difference. Which huge I agree difference. it does. It does make a massive difference. Yes, he's yes. levels above him. But I think like I love Dybala, but he was playing like a right back yesterday or defensive mid. I think I said like Dybala mm -hmm. and Bentoncourt were probably our best midfielders yesterday. And it's just like – when you have that happening, it does leave your attack isolated. And that's, I guess, part of the whole, I guess, sit back tactics that we were doing. And it's part of that 4-4-2 when you play Dybala as one of the twin strikers. I just don't think you get the best out of our team when we do that. I think 
Max definitely has, there's been a bit of a remontada for players like MDS, Rugani. He seems to get the best out of our players that are maybe mediocre, weren't really seen as main players before. But I don't think Max gets the best out of our best players. And I think that's maybe what's most frustrating when players like Locatelli aren't in and around the 18-yard box where he's best, where you don't have Dybala in the attacking third. That's probably my frustration with him right now. Yeah. So, and I get that. I hear it a hundred percent, but three, five, two, <laughs> three, five, two. Do you switch it? Two, three, five, two. Um, who, who would you play on the wings? Like on your wing backs? Pellegrini. Pellegrini. Yep. Quadrado. Leaves you three center backs. Rugani's playing well. You got Delict. You got Chiellini. You got Benucci. You got Danilo, who's versatile. Mm-hmm. The depth at the back now with Rugani doing better. Allows you to play three midfielders. You got your two forwards up top. Forwards. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not worried about the Raph, eight at the back. The it's the two, two at the front. Ant, do you switch to three five two? Raph, do you switch to three five two? Go ahead, Raph. I don't, I don't know. There's, there's nothing in this like to make me suggest that we're just gonna magically play a better with a three-five-two. It's like go ahead, try, but it's like. Here's my th- and here's my thing. This is one of my frustrations mm-hmm. with this team: lack of control in matches, and again, using the players you have in the roles that make the most sense. Yesterday or last season, one thing that does for me cross over. It's hard to compare the two seasons because the face of the team has changed drastically. But one thing is for sure, this is the same midfield minus Locatelli, and we controlled matches Mm -hmm. last season. Absolutely controlled. Generated chances. We're struggling in that department this season, and we've added Locatelli. So something's got to give. Something's not making sense. Something's not right. For all those people that say this isn't on max and this is on the players i can't i can't roll with that i can't and the reason i can't is because of the fact that i totally believe he isn't using the players he has in roles he should to get the best if we're saying that what we saw yesterday is the best this team can do that's wrong too because we just saw two clear pieces of evidence that we're capable of far more. We just saw that. And how did we see it? Because of how those players were used. It had nothing to do with Landucci magic and all of this. Okay. Everybody just likes to talk about it, but it's how the players were used. So to say that Max's hands are clean of this frustrating. The other thing that frustrates me is who's at the wheel. When you watch a game like yesterday, rap brings up, you've got, Ake on the bench, something like that. Okay. A weapon that he showed promising signs. He could maybe put them under at the back line, a back line we should have taken advantage of. Kalulu was next to Romagnoli, for God's sakes. So you see this happening, unfolding yesterday. You, you're struggling to create anything. Okay. You've got McKinney that looks lost positionally because he mm-hmm. is technically not comfortable where he's at there. They're coming at you. They're controlling. It's like 
no changes, no changes to style, to setup. All your counterattacks are just getting swallowed easily, swallowed up easily by Milan. What are you going to do? Who's going to change anything? To say, to just sit there as a manager and say, well, it's the players. They're just not doing anything. That's garbage. It's up to him to make the changes necessary to get better out of who he has. So I can't say his hands are clean. How do you guys feel when people say it's not on Max, it's the players? I, Yesterday, I, I, have, I have this, though. I will give him this, though. That was probably the worst passing display I've ever seen out of any professional team. Like we can't like coach it, that. The passing was just atrocious. But what I put on Max is when I can't even count how many times players were coming up the pitch, got the ball. They had zero options, mm -hmm. zero options and had to stop. And I was literally watching guys trot like it was a Sunday jog to their spots that they needed to be in to be those outlets. That's unacceptable. And that shows just a huge lack of organization in the structure and whatnot. But Raph was kind of laughing when he said uh, a lot of people are just putting it on the players. How do you feel? Yeah, I have, I have a lot to say about it because I tweet about it a lot as well. And it's fire like, away, so, man. This is this is something that we heard last season under Pillar. How it's Pillar's fault that the, the team isn't playing well, that we're not winning games, blah 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 blah. With that, I can see the fit the half of it I can see because Pillar's an unexperienced manager. It's his first mm -hmm. year, he's gonna make mistakes like that. The other half is the case of well, it is the player's fault. This season we were told by a large majority of the fan base that Allegri will come in and he will fix this team instantly. He will, he would never allow something like what Pirlo was doing last season to happen. I said this that. year he's come in and we're seeing the exact same things and suddenly, mm -hmm. oh, it's, it's all the players' fault. It's not the manager's mm -hmm. fault. The manager mm -hmm. can only do so much with these players. I was told otherwise. I was told Allegri will come in and everything will be sweet and perfect. I told and you that. Bro, and the thing is, is that <laughs> I, I agree that it is the player's fault. However, with a manager as experienced as Allegri, something needs to change. We've seen this guy pull out miracles out of the bag, like against Tottenham, where he suddenly brought on, uh, who did he bring on? Licksteiner and um, Asamoah, like Asamoah, two crazy yeah. substitutions, but it ended up, ended up working. We're not seeing mm -hmm. that this season. And it's frustrating. And it's a thing of that I'm, I'm not going to blame we don't have players because like Chiesa's injured and, and whatnot, because we are seeing Atalanta against Inter Milan who are putting the pressure on. If we play games like that, where there's some initiative, we miss chances, so what? We've played well, but you know sometimes it doesn't happen. Fair enough. If we have games like yesterday, where it's boring from minute one to minute 90, and it just doesn't seem like any desire to win a game, that's where we start to get frustrated. Because the thing we just want to see is some sort of, push some drive something to get us excited about the game if from minute one you're just sitting back it's boring and we just know we're not going to win with Atalanta against Inter they didn't fall down but fair enough they had players missing but the system in place still allowed them to be on the front foot for 90 minutes and that's all we want to see we just want to see Juventus be protagonists it's frustrating yeah. but yeah well Anybody it's frustrating from yeah well, it's frustrating for me because at the beginning of the year, we said Allegri is going to fix everything. Raph, I was you know, one of those people. I know Eric was on there too. We were jumping on saying Eric's, you know, uh, Allegri is going to fix everything. 
But what we forgot to realize is that we have the same players. So uh, that's why I think we, you know, Allegri's doing what he can. I'm going to show something in a little bit, you know, comparing last season to this season. But we still need one good transfer market to see what Allegri can do because he's working with two years of baggage. And I agree that the tactics, I'm not going to disagree with the tactics, you know, that Al brought up, that Raf brought up. It's, you know, great points. Lex brings up great points as well. But I want to see what Allegri can do with his team. This isn't his team. This is somebody else's team minus a 30-goal scorer. So, yeah, it was great beating, beating the snot out of uh, Serie D Sampdoria and beating the snot out of Roma who stink. But let's face facts. We're a fourth-place club. People need to start realizing <clears throat> we're a fourth-place club that might compete for third place. So until people get that going, we still need one transfer market, not this January one, because I still don't think anybody's coming in. Don't give me that Vlaovic stuff out. There's no <laughs> way you think Vlaovic is coming in. Don't get me started on that. But I still think we need one more summer transfer market. Then I'll jump on whatever, who out train you want. Yeah, I agree with Anthony in saying that. Like, I've, I think that this squad that he's with, I think it's only fair to give a coach the transfer market, give a coach at least two seasons, which we didn't do with Pirlo or with Sari, which that is not their fault, but fault of the management itself. And I feel like right now there's kind of two groups of fans, more or less, where it's either um, this is the player's fault, we don't have the right players for Allegri, or this is Allegri's tactics, he's a dinosaur. And I think at some point it's like you have to realize that like Allegri's success and Juve's success are not mutually exclusive. So that's why I'm going to choose to be in support of this manager that we've signed because, but I mean, like that's all you can do at this point, but do I think that he makes some certain decisions that doesn't get the best out of our team all the time? Yes, mm -hmm. I do think that. But then I also think that there is an argument that these are players like the, the core group of players that have been consistent over three managers, three managers. We haven't seen much difference in their play and like neither of these three managers have been able to get more out of them i think then at that point you have to look at the players i'm talking guys like rabio you know ramsey bentoncourt and you know or that have had i guess bentoncourt you could argue had a great season under sorry but i mean besides the point like i think that there's had a good certain, game yesterday you did have a good game yesterday and i always my man, on that. Awesome man on that but yeah i think at the end of the day that it comes from both like i think louis mentioned it's 50 50. i think that does allegri not have his players yes do we need do we owe him another summer to get, let him get his squad and see what he does with it yes but do i also think he's stubborn in his tactics and refuses to change things up or try things that we've seen that works and puts us like raf mentioned as protagonists on the front foot of games yes i also think that it's his hands are not clean i i won't i won't uh, take otherwise as far as the players go again we've we've mm -hmm. It. And to say that guys, these it's the same usual suspects. Well, I feel like more of these guys were thriving last season. To be to be honest, um, and again, the midfield especially, for us to just accept that we can't control matches, and we can barely create these barely these players can barely create chances. We created the most opportunities in the entire league last year. Most big chances created. Ronaldo wasn't creating them, everybody. He wasn't creating them. And we had minus Locatelli. So I get the goals, 
and the banging them in, but he wasn't the one creating them. Sure, he created a few, but he wasn't creating all of those chances. Most big chances created higher possession percentage in all our matches, all whole season created. Only like less than a handful of times did we actually not control matches. There's there's issues there. And I fail to just wipe my hands of it and say, Max can't do better. No, like he should be doing better. He's the experienced guy. He's the reason Pirlo's out is because he's got all the experience. But all of a sudden we're suffering. It's different suffering, right? Pirlo had his issues. It was different. Now Max has his issues and it's different. The argument is, which do you take? Which do you take? You know? And the only problem last season came when some of the key guys, one of the big main key guys, got pouty, and we bowed out to Porto, and the whole team crumbled. We barely we had to crawl in. We needed uh, Ferroni to help us get into that four spot. So, yeah, but for the most part, last season, I cannot say that it felt as bad. But again, Ronaldo's a big, big piece, and he's banging in a lot of goals last season. How much does that save us? I don't know, but I see different struggles. Yeah, you can't middle. Like you can't say. Go ahead. You can't say that we weren't creating chances. We weren't creating chances. We're not creating as many chances because we don't have Ronaldo. Ronaldo was the one who was putting those chances on target. We have Morata, who's a second-rate striker. So when he's not doing the work up top, it's up to the other nine guys on the field to work those chances. Like who are we we're we're not creating chances because we have no one to give the ball to, to create the chance on goal. But this is again, what I'm saying, there's such a massive dependence on individual brilliance, even to say that last season, we didn't just give the ball to Ronaldo and that was it. Like there was structure, there was designed setups. Like they knew what they were trying to do, who they were going to get the ball to, how they were going to play off one another. Right now our roles are interchanging by the second in matches. By the second in matches, you could see these guys yesterday moving all over the place. Quadrado's on the left. Who's on the right? I don't know. It's I see way too much, way too much lack of organization. But again, you can't compare the two. Can't can't compare the two seasons. Let's get to some of the players here. Benton is gonna pretend. Well, there's offers there. I don't think anything's gonna happen. 35% still goes to Boca. Rugani. Rugani had a match, okay? Arguably in there for uh, man of the match. Uh, fine. If, I think it was probably between him, Tech, and Bentoncourt. Um, You guys could talk about who you picked as your man of the match. But the question that's going around that was asked to us is, does Rugani stay in with everyone else based on how he's playing? So, Raf, man of the match for you. And how do you feel about that question coming in on Rugani? There's quite a few saying just leave him. He's doing fine. Uh, I'm not a Rugani fan. And I think it's going to take a lot more than a three-match stretch to win me over. Four, my bad. <laughs> but um, I think man of the match yesterday will probably be between him and, and um, Bentancur. But yeah. I'm not going to jump on the rugani hype train i still it's feel one like... match raf it's just one match it's okay you can just you can pick them for one match we're not gonna yeah, say yeah, you're yeah. a rugani fan just pick the question the question was match. do we leave him in man? 
The question was, do we leave him in? And for me, it's... The question it's, coming in yeah. was, yeah, do you leave him in? Um, everybody back. I can't if, do it. If it was down to me in the summer and we had the option to bring back Demiral from Rulin, I'm still taking that 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Lex, man of the match. And what yeah, do you think that. about uh, the Rugani uh, hype all of a sudden? It's crazy. I mean, yeah. we're talking about Rugani being solid and Balotelli's like going to go back to the Azzurri. What's going on around <laughs> the world right now? No, I'll start no. with the Rugani question. I mean, I'm happy for him that he's doing well. It's nice that we have a reliable center back that can fill in when our main center backs are injured or missing. So that's my answer. No, <laughs> I don't think we replace him in our starting 11, given everyone in the form and the team is fit. And for my man of the match, I'd have to go with Bentoncourt just because I thought he had a really good game yesterday and especially his work defensively thought he broke up a lot of their attack he came back put in lots of great tackles clean tackles I don't think he got a yellow right is that correct I believe so that was good for him as well but anyways I would say he was probably our best midfielder on the pitch and he did he dominated the middle yesterday that's why I have to give it to him there you go Ant, man of the match only reason that game is zero zero is because tech had to make two big saves only reason why we were in that game. He had to get the big paw down in the first half. And in the second half, that that shot from uh, Teo where he – it was a laser beam, and he went down and got it, and he didn't spill it one millimeter. Man of the match, Tech. There you go. Uh, good shouts out to Rugani and Bentoncourt. Great games, but no, for me it's Tech. There you go. Tech getting the man of the match from – I got to go with uh, – What about you, Al? I got to go with Bentoncourt uh, for me. Bentacor, he was everywhere. He was absolutely everywhere. He broke up so much for Milan. I think things would have got worse if he wasn't if he wasn't on. The frustrating part for me was mm-hmm. Bentancur suffered a lot because he was always in the position of going forward and leading um, a lot of the fast breaks. And then it broke down due to passing. And again, it was just the organization, how we were going to counter. It kept going to the feet of the wrong guys. Sandro, don't get me started on Sandro, but like he had opportunities. He didn't even want to attempt to take a player on 1v1 in those scenarios. And that you're always going to be behind the eight ball if you guys are playing scared. So it's it's frustrating. But Bentoncourt was absolutely mm-hmm. massive. I think Death Clutch, who we just appreciate that name so much around here. This is, I think it's his birthday today. Love it. Did he have a message earlier on it is. stating that? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yep, there it is. There Happy you birthday. go. Big birthday shout out to Death Clutch. Okay, can't wait for the next hit single. Okay, we love Death Happy Clutch. Happy birthday, buddy. Here. Now, how can we extradite Sandro from Italy? <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, there's rumors this morning. That's mean about Sandro taking mean. off, and uh, honestly. This is this is my frustration with Max, just in terms of how I feel it's playing it safe. That's my biggest thing. Um, if we want to compare teams from last season to this one, my only thing that I keep going to is the fact that I feel like last year we didn't play it safe. This year I feel Max is playing it too safe, and when we play it safe, we're an awful team. I feel like in order for us to do well we have to play on that front foot 
Um, it's just, again, it's personal preference and how you like, but if we're going to go out, I want to go out fighting. I don't want to go out there defending the entire match and then we get a mistake, they score a goal and then we're done. That's, that's where I'm getting at. Now we got a lot of news to tackle. Okay. A lot of news to cover and it's all mm -hmm. hot on Vlaovic and all this. Uh, some saying now that summer like guaranteed, but now it's. The, that the forwards trying to push for uh, right now, whatnot. Do you think? Because this question going around, and we kind of got into it a little bit during that Allegri chat. Does this guy come in and make an instant, instant impact enough to pull us higher than the four spot? Raf's ready to go on that one. Go. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, for one, he's just a way better finisher than Morata, like a hundred percent. Hundred percent. the chances that Morata gets, he's bagging them. On the other hand, he's also a very, very, very complete number nine. Like, he's not just a poacher where he'll rely on service. He will drop down and he'll pick passes, try build up play, do whatever he can to, you know, bring the team up. Having a striker like Blahovic, for me, it will just give me confidence that, you know what, by the end of the season, we're 100% top four, top three, doesn't matter what you say. Like, I'll be super confident. And Champions League, maybe a quarterfinal push with a bit of luck, a semifinal, nothing more than that. I don't want to play a final with this team. But bringing in a Vlahovic in place of Morata, who right now has like five or something league goals, like Locatelli's nearly tied for him in terms of goals or assists, which is ridiculous because he's our, our lowest sitting outfield player except for our centre-backs, which is crazy. Bringing in Vlahovic now would change our season ridiculously. Not even just like, even like for the fans in terms of a morale boost, just everything. After like two years of knowing that we're, we're broke and that we can't afford anyone to bring in a big name like Vlahovic, taking it off, Fiorentino, who's right behind us in the table, it will switch things completely. I feel like it will be a, not the same level, but kind of like a Pirlo when he signed from Milan in terms of how like that signing was just the signing to start something new. And I feel like that would that is what Vlahovic would be to us. Yeah. Um, Lex, your thoughts on Vlahovic? Instant yes. impact? How big? I think Raf brings up some great points. I think Absolutely. that can't be denied that he would definitely make a big impact. And I agree with you completely where you say, like, if we get Vlavic, then it's we're finishing third, top four for sure. And, and like you mentioned, even maybe a push in the Champions League to semis, quarters. But I think that um, also Vlavic coming in, I think, allows us to get the best out of Morata the second half of the season, playing that supporting role. So I think we get more out of him that sense he scored what like 11 goals last season under Pirlo with a striker like Ronaldo in the system and I think I've also mentioned that in terms of Allegri and his style his success I think that we've all pretty much agreed on the fact that we're missing like our main number nine that we need a target number nine right now I think a player of Lavich's stature and skill set would suit him really well and I think then seeing what he's able to do with a striker like that in the team, it would be interesting then to evaluate his system and how he makes the players move around him. I still think we have a bit of a problem still in the midfield where it's like, if we can't get Locatelli up the field, we can't get that deep lying player or can't trust Arthur to be that deep lying playmaker and move Locatelli up. And I think we still have a problem with creation because then we're getting like guys like Dybala dropping too low. We don't have enough in the attack around him to support him. Because, you know, if you take a striker, we had Ronaldo last season. This is where it's interesting. And um, he scored a lot of goals. He did, had a good season. But I think a lot of people would say that we didn't have the supporting cast for him. 
And I think it's interesting when you compare that to bringing in Vlaovic, whereas this season, I guess you can say now we have a guy like Locatelli, we have talented, very talented midfielder in the mix. Just interesting about what we would do with our midfield to make sure we're creating those chances for a player like Vlaovic. I still think our midfield is a problem, but I still, but I do agree. There's no denying you make an impact. Yeah. And anything to add to what Raf and Lex said? No, we're, we're, we're top three. If we bring him in, we're like, I'm with Raf immediately, immediately top three. Um, I think I'm a big Morata fan. He's, he's on the wall behind me. You know, I've always, I've always liked the guy, but it's gotta be a bit frustrating when you're a midfielder and you're looking up there and you're going, oh, I gotta pass it to that guy. Like, <laughs> I think there's a bit of that. Like, you, like, you know, he's not, his passing was awful. He was not good. He hasn't been good this year. I think there's a bit of that too. Like when you, when you know you need someone up top to really take over a game, we don't have that guy. Keen's not that guy. Morata's not that guy. I think a guy like Vlaovic coming in immediately changes that. Immediately changes the, I, the mental complexion of your team as well. I think it immediately, immediately puts a deadly striker at the top. I don't know if it helps as much overall until other things are corrected. But uh, yeah, he finishes way more than Alvaro, guaranteed. But I just don't know like I look at yesterday's match and I think you could put Jesus Christ up at that nine spot and we're not getting a goal in yesterday's match based on how we played. Um, the attitude's got to be there. The drive's got to be there. It's it, there's more, but Vlaovic instantly impacts things. Not only that, but he's deadly at uh, the dead balls. So he gives you some luxury there. You can step up and bury PKs uh, almost guarantee and, He's he's good, well-rounded, like Raf said. Uh, but again, I see just some other issues that I hope, you know, it's a big enough boost to go away. I think it's what a lot of the vets talked about still going on is that this team is almost like mentally broken from relying on that figure of CR7 that was here and just, you know, being like, okay, he's like, it's just going to happen. And just having this, belief that it's just going to happen because he's around and these other guys around. Now you have these younger guys and guys that have been fringe players that are being relied upon heavily to get things going and get things done. And they're just not, they're just not picking it up and they're not putting it together as a team. But the biggest thing is I, I just, I failed to see chemistry amongst our players other than a few, the chemistry part. That's where I kind of, I go again to a manager and not just the players themselves, but in training, what are we doing to get that chemistry built up and whatnot? So it's like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not seeing enough of a correlation from the manager to the players and what's going on to the pitch. It all looks uh, broken to me when we, and again, only when we play safe. The only times I've seen this Juve like play fluid and be able to go is when they're on that front foot. And we have guys in their proper position. Um, when we're asking guys to do something they're not capable of, yesterday we saw Bentoncourt a million times, Aaron passes. He's not that guy, but Locatelli was behind. The question is, you got to pick your poison with this Juve team. I really feel like no matter how you shape them up, no matter who you put on the pitch, you're sacrificing something. 
So it becomes a personal preference of what do you prefer to sacrifice? Like yesterday, we even talked about it on the live. You see this game, the way it's unfolding. Do you shift Bentoncourt back into that deep line role to get Locatelli forward? Bit of a risk there. A little bit scary. We have PTSD from what happened last season whenever Bentoncourt dropped back. So it's a little bit of a risk. If you pull Arthur in to get Locatelli, well, people are scared about Artur's defensive ability. So it's like you're never going to get it 100% with this roster, right? You just have to buckle down and just go for it. Just go for it and make some decision. There's going to be some sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Does this need to be the midfield? Hanin saying, what about Loka, Arthur, and Benta as our starting midfield? I'm fine with that. I'm fine with McKenney being that other Metzala too. I think Locatelli and McKenney makes it mm -hmm. very, very attack-minded. But Bentancourt gives you that balance where he can kind of be the one staying back to assist Arthur with some defensive abilities. What do you guys think about this midfield? And going with it. Uh, let's start this one off with uh, Anth. Well, we were teased with it in the, I guess it was the Sampdoria match or the Roma match, which one we had the Arthur Bent, uh, Locatelli Arthur midfield. Looked great. Like, I think that's something that we all want. So, again, I'm with the frustration. Why isn't he starting this midfield? I get it. There's who knows what goes on behind the scenes. Maybe, maybe, um, Allegri just doesn't like Arthur. There are instances, Lex can probably back me up on this one, where coaches just don't like certain players and they don't want to play them. And it has nothing to do with skill. So, you know, that could be like, I don't know why they don't, he doesn't play those two together. We all see that they should be playing those two together. And no, Lucci, I will not shut it. So you keep it down over there or get your ass on the show. So I would say, Yes, I, I'd go with that, and I agree with you that either throw McKinney or Bentoncourt in there, either one. Either one's fine with me. Yeah, Lex? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I still like the MacArthurelli show, but, like, if you want to throw Bentoncourt in there, sure. Like, as long as – I just – I really think it's the Loka-Arthur combination that gives us what we're missing. And Anthony brings up a great point when you mentioned, like – and I think it's a little bit, like, on brand for Allegri at times to also just have certain players that he just seems to love – playing and then certain players that he just won't for whatever reason or certain combinations and I think that maybe not just Allegri maybe this you could argue this is true for a lot of coaches but for some reason he seems to be set against the Loka Arthur combination always feels like when one's on the field the other's off but I don't know Raph I, I don't care who's in the midfield I'll be honest As we'll be here after match day 38 <laughs> saying what should our midfield be and the only name that i can put on the team sheet will be like i tell you so whoever else you want to put in there just go ahead man who's your starting midfield in a go-to match like i tell you they have to be on the roster raf rovella uh <laughs> i don't know i genuinely don't know for me uh I feel like all those midfielders are like they can they can go. So it just depends on like what team we're playing. I feel like if it's a team that has high tempo, high pressure, we're never going to contain possession against. During a Bentancur or a Rabi or someone who can like cover the full length of a pitch. If we're playing a team that we should be dominating comfortably, put on Arthur next to Locatelli, we have no reason to to need midfield still, and we should be dominating possession in the match. So for me, it just comes down to who we're playing. But Locatelli is the only starter that should be there for me. 
Yeah. Yesterday, factoring in Milan and how they like to play and especially with their press and how they do it, I said Artur would have been a start for me. Um, he helped when he came in. Just the rest of the pieces weren't there. Is Vlaovic to Juve in the closing days of the Winter Mercado still a possibility? Do you guys feel it's a possibility? I'm going to check Nonmolo's Facebook page really quickly just to see if he has any <laughs> updates because I, I only trust him. And he hasn't posted since the 16th of January. So. I think where's the money if, coming from? You... However, however, I'm going to switch this question up to everybody here. Do you let Dybala walk mm -hmm. if it means Vlaovic now in the winter mercado and no. not do the extension and let him go? Raf? No. no, 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 no. If... We're gonna if our first outgoing is our highest performing player, I am going to lose it. If the first person we ship off in this transfer window is Dybala, who's been our best player. Well, he wouldn't season. be shipped off in the window because we would just let it run out in the summer. So you don't have to flip out. No, no, it would be this summer. June. Yeah. You're saying regardless if, if he's one of the first if he leaves before Rabio, if he leaves before Bentancur, if he leaves before Ramsey, if he leaves before Artur, if he leaves before Rugani, if he leaves before Deshilio, if he leaves before any <laughs> Bernardeski, I'm going to lose it. No, I, the answer I kinda, is no. Is it wrong that I kind of want that? I kind of want you to lose it. Yeah, we, we don't see you enough, so you losing it would be good. I don't yeah, we don't. Oh, no, 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 Lex. Because yeah. <laughs> it means Vlaovic. Raph I guess said with the handle like at the Balalex, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everyone knows my mm -hmm. answer, but yeah, no, <laughs> no way. I think Raph said it better than I could have said myself. And <laughs> listen, I'm to say no way about something, you know, you really gotta think long term. Now, the initial reaction is no, but you're saying he plays out the season, you let him walk, you sign Vlaovic. <clears throat> let me think about that one. Let me think about that oh. one. I'd, I'd happily take Stamaka as an I'll alternative. So. <laughs> Look at this. There's a lot of no's. Lucci's a yes. Um, Dell's is a yes. It's it's interesting. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't really know. Um, I love Paulo, and oh, I oh, think, you don't know, yeah, 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 we all do. I don't know if it's he's the right best there. idea Look, to right get there. rid of him. I got he's on the wall, he's right there. I don't know if it's the best idea to get rid of him when you got a team that locks creation. It's it's tough. Everybody, I want to remind everybody we're getting up yeah, we to stick. uh, storm the barn, okay? So start getting your questions in here, make sure they're tagged in some way, shape, or form so that we can see it amongst mm -hmm. the live chat. That it's a question for the Storm the Barn segment. STB. Um, we are going to um, talk about another piece here. So apparently, Zakaria is 7 million euros, is what they're asking for. Um, not a lot of money. Would you pull the trigger on bringing Zakaria in right now at 7 million euro? That's his, that's his salary or the transfer fee? The transfer fee, fee that they want just to bring him in right now. Raf, do you pull the trigger on that? Uh, if Allegri absolutely wants one, yes. Mourinho yes. has wanted a wing-back, a midfielder. They both played the other day. Sergio Oliveira got a goal and an assist. Maitland-Niles played well at wing-back. If the manager wants a player, like he seriously wants one, do it. Like, give him, get, like, this is something we were promised in the summer. If he wants a player, give him what he needs. Like, we need to see his team. 
So if it needs to be seven million, so be it. Like seven million from midfielder is, is nothing. I'm sure we're not that poor. Okay. Lex, we're do you not. pull the trigger on that move? I think I agree with Raf in saying that if it's a player that the coach is gonna use, I think would we be replacing Arthur with this guy or keeping mm. both? Yeah. Apparently, um, the only reason Arthur hasn't gone to Arsenal yet is because you don't have a replacement. And apparently, Allegri wants um, like a strong midfielder. And I'm even someone who doesn't like Zakaria, but I don't care. If Allegri wants to play, give it to him. Like, I'm tired. But sorry. Yeah, carry on. No, no, that's a good point. I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm not necessarily like, I don't think he's someone we should be replacing Arthur with. But I mean, if it's going to mean that he's going to play him in that role that we want Arthur to play, but if he's going to play Zakaria in it, then get him, I guess. Yeah. I'm 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 with you too. It's let let's let Allegri build his team. If that's the one move he wants to make, and he wants to do it right now, pull the trigger. Yeah. It's I'm not still, an Arthur fan. I'm not an Arthur hater. <clears throat> whatever. It still frees up Locatelli. For me, that's just that's mm-hmm. what we have to focus on. We have to get the creation ramped up out of the midfield. He can even give yep. you some goals. It still frees him up. The strange thing for me is that in losing Artur as that guy, he's the other guy that allows Loka that freedom. So you're still going down to only one option that can actually play that role. So that's the only weird thing about it. But again, at 7 million euros, young promising guy, defensive midfielder, I mean, bring him in. Bring him in if uh, if that's all it's going to take. He is free in June. Maybe they wait it out. Maybe not. We'll see. We do have some questions coming in. <clears throat> With Kiesa down, Berna slightly out of form. Kulu, very out of form. What if we play without wingers? What about a 4-3-1-2? McKenney closest to Dybala. And nine, Benta behind Arthur and Loka. Ooh. Our midfielders are too stale. We can't even figure out our regular lineups. We're going to try and use one that we've never played before. I just see this one being very, very right, narrow. Right. Um, we would be asking a lot of the fullbacks. Um, it would have to be certain guys in fullback positions to uh, accomplish that uh, with a certain type of effectiveness. Dybala has the one, two forwards up there. Now we're going to – what are we doing for the forwards? Morata and Keane, whatnot. Um who's your option outside of that second half. I think it's a little thin for my personal preference. What do you guys think? Yeah, I don't, I don't, especially with the midfielders we have, we're going to, this is going to be the most suffering we've ever seen. Like how many, we're going to have literally like defensive midfielders, like just behind Dybala. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sold on it. It's, it's literally just comes down to the fact that our, our midfielders are so boring like they're just planks of wood and i feel like if all of our game is going to come through the the, the midfield like the how, our narrow midfield you can't create anything like it's, it's gonna it's gonna drive me crazy to watch that for 90 minutes yeah yeah lex anything to add yeah i agree i just don't think we have the depth right now especially in the attacking area like you mentioned al like with the two strikers and then putting dibala in the, t- in the 10 and then i don't know i just don't think it's and as Raf mentioned, you make good points about our midfield as well. It's a bit too narrow of a formation. It's an interesting shout, but I just I I don't think it's really the solution. Yeah, Ant, anything to add? Because this who, next question who are you're the not going to be involved in. <clears throat> who are the two? 
Who's the two? Yeah. Oh, I, 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 yeah, I'm the one who highlighted that question. Who are the two in the last one? Keen and Morata? Well, you know. Uh, that was your front two, right? Field. Yeah, pretty thin outside of that. Right. Lex is so. right. We don't have the striker depth. Okay, what do we got here? Do we get Ravella back from What's a sink in Genoa? Do we go to bring him back oh. right now? Raph is <laughs> I see a name. <laughs> We're gonna start with Lex here. Lex, do we bring him back now? Do we face the financial fees mm -hmm. and bring him back? In January? Cut the loan short, yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any reason to bring him back right now in January. I think maybe in the summer you can look at it. I wouldn't bring him back. Summer right. it's a given. He's got to come back for yeah. 100%. Um, Fajoli would be the next one to go out to a Serie A team and get some minutes. Because Serie B, he's cooking there, but let's get him Serie A yesterday. So, Raf, Rovella, now or summer? Come on, man. Come on. Glug, 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 glug. Come on, guys. Do you need to ask me the question? <laughs> so, Raps, no. he him, is the uh, queen hey. bee of Ravella Hive. He started I, it. I, I started Ravella Hive, man. <laughs> I was the, the CEO. Raph. I founded it. Mm -hmm. If we give can bring him in today, I'm bringing him today. Mm. There you go. Raf, give us your thoughts on Federico Gatti. Uh, haven't, haven't watched him. Isn't he yeah. that Serie, Serie B player? Yeah, I, I don't have much to add to uh, God because I, I haven't seen enough to really comment. Lex, Ant, have you? Same boat. <clears throat> haven't yeah. seen enough. Haven't seen enough, to be honest. Um, I don't want to. I'm still pissed that you just skipped over the last question. I don't get. <laughs> yeah, no. I can't answer no. the last question? <clears throat> sure. Oh, the Rovella oh, <laughs> question. Ask him. I want to know. Go ahead, I'm curious. Here. I'm curious. Listen. On to the next question, and uh, is McKinney our new Pogba? Yep. No. No. Not for talent, but versatility. No. It seems anywhere he's asked to play, he plays well. And should we move mm -hmm. him to the left of a 4-2-3-1 once case is back next year? I don't like any midfielders trying to play as wingers. Mm -hmm. That's me. I don't know if you saw something different mm -hmm. yesterday, Cliff, in terms of him being out there, but I saw... I saw him lost uh, positionally. The effort doesn't change. The work rate's there, but it's it's not pretty. Um, he's, yeah. We saw it last season with Pirlo, too, when he started putting him on the outside. Um, you lose it. He's he's a Mitsala all day. He's a box-to-box -box all day. And uh, he, he's dangerous in the opponent's area. But as a winger, no thank you. Not for me. Um, and. Uh, I just want McKenny to be the best McKenny. Hello, come on. Yeah, I can hear you. No way. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I thought I was. I, I was glitching a little bit. I was getting a little worried there. I just want McKenny to be the best McKenny. I want him to be. I don't want him to be anybody else. I want him to be McKenny. I want us to use him in the best spot possible for him, which is on the inside. Don't put him as a winger. I don't. We don't need another Pogba. If we can get Pogba back, great. I want McKenny to be McKenny. And he was not that player yesterday. Yeah, Lex. He was not good. Do you like McKinney in that position? I mean, I agree with you guys in the sense where he's pure box-to-box -box midfielder, and you're not going to get the absolute best out of him if you play him there. But I think he's done well there. I think he's a player that we can use to fill in there. But as 
going forward, I hope we can pick up an actual winger to put there because I, like you said, I still think he's best in the middle, in the midfield. Yeah. We have a 19 year old on the bench. who's not getting any minutes and we're playing McKinney there for some reason. He did well there. <laughs> who's I that? Thought. Sorry. Raf? Well, a winger. Yeah. Marley, I came, you... Oh yeah. 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 <clears throat> I didn't catch who you said. That's why. No, yeah, I, I know. I this is, like a this is part of my frustration. Why I say it's a coach. He has players. Again, I don't know what the fear is. I don't know what this, 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 age. this young guy thing is that it's just like, he's a true winger. You need a winger. Play him there. It's Just keep it simple. Like Sometimes he's like over coaching. It's just keep it fucking simple. Okay. Okay. And then the next question, why is Allegri not giving chances to young players? <laughs> Do you guys feel like he's not giving the young guys chances or has he done a good job to balance? I think that's more of the question. Do you guys think it's balanced enough or do you think, do you still feel like he's not where he needs to be for what our project is kind of calling for right now? This is a tough one, I feel. Like, this is a tough question. I feel, I feel like mm-hmm. the Sampdoria game proved it. Like, that was the game to get Caio Jorge starting and he didn't start. He didn't even, he didn't yeah, even get like a... Point. 45 minutes he got 10 minutes towards the end in a, in a Coppa Italia game against Sampdoria that we were beaten for something anyway and I kind of feel that you know with Mali Ake getting those 10 minutes towards the end I thought cool like give him an opportunity here and there if we need some like a spark of life towards the end of the game you know if he yeah. does well great if he does badly so be it try something try something new like these young boys they just want to play they're going to try and come on the pitch and and, and cause something. And the fact that even in a Coppa Italia match, like the, the amount of youngsters we played was limited. It just shows that, you know, he's, he doesn't trust our young players at all. And I don't buy that it's because they're not talented enough because Saul was getting calls for the Argentina national team while playing Serie C football, which is crazy. Like, how does how can he play for the national team but not a crappy Juve side? No offence to, to our team, but, you know. Because Argentina yeah. stinks. <clears throat> Lex and Ant, anything to they add? City of cheap players. Do you feel Allegri isn't given enough chances? How do you personally feel? Yeah, I would probably have to lean Go towards. Ahead, Lex. Okay, I would probably have to lean towards. Um, yeah, more or less, he isn't. I think because we just talked about like our lack of depth in the striker position, but then we do have Kyle George, and it's just like we haven't seen anything really of him. Or we talk about lack of depth on the wing now too, because Kiesa's out. We're like. All right, but we saw Ake and he was pretty had a pretty good like showing when he came in there in the 75th minute, right? I believe he came in about then. But I think we just we talk about that and then we do have certain players that maybe could have qualities that could be like a super sub role or could maybe spark something in the team with some youth. And I just think that he's shown from subbing them in in very, very late points in the match that he's just not willing willing to give those young players the chance right now. I mean, I'm not expecting these guys to start, but I think it would be nice to see a little bit more of them considering like what we've been seeing so far has been pretty like uninspirational from a lot of players. But I think like Allegri, he did give those chances with Keane back when he was here the last time. Keane was younger and that was when he was kind of giving some chances to a younger player. So I don't know why, but I do think I'm part of, I'm going to agree with the group that kind of goes with the Allegri doesn't really give enough chances to our younger players. So you're kind of leaning to that side. And uh, how do you feel he's managed the youth? 
Terribly. Um, I I agree with both points, but I think one we didn't finish that Sampdoria game early enough. If we finished them off earlier, I think he would have brought younger players in. My thing with that one is we lost the Supercoppa, which means we need to win a trophy. So we need to win the Coppa Italia. In I think in the management's mind and Allegri's mind. So there was no. I don't think he said in hit to himself. I'll have time to play the kids. I need to win this trophy. I can't risk playing the youth. I think it would have been a different story if we beat Inter, though. Hmm. I think he. I think he needs to win that trophy, and yeah. he won't risk it playing the young kids. It's tough. Uh, the reason I said this is a unfortunately tough question to answer is because of the fact of where we are in the table, and every game is must win. If we're being honest, uh, right now, every game is must win. Right now. Mm-hmm having the trust and the faith in the young guys isn't there right now, but uh, I do agree with points made by uh, Raf and Lex there that there has been opportunities there for him to play these guys in certain circumstances and get them some more experience and minutes. And he hasn't really taken them. Is that a sign to say he hasn't changed at all? I don't know. There's bigger signs. I think that say he hasn't really changed. Um, I don't see a lot of change in a guy that's been two years removed from uh, football, to be honest, um, overall, just in um, style, beliefs, setup, how he's playing and choosing lineups. Um, so I, I still stand by my statement that in order for this team to grow, Max has to change a bit. So we'll see whether or not that happens. Um, we'll take a couple more real quick before we uh, get ready to wrap this one up. It's unpopular, but I'd take Kulu over Weston as a winger simply because it is his position. I don't know if Luke understands the uh, point of storm the barn, but it's questions. Uh, Thank you for sending your statement in. Uh, That's amazing. And KM comes in. He hates the name. He just, hates the name Storm in the Barn. I know, and I just That's love why we're keeping uh, it. Rib and Luca. Uh, we had a great time on the watch along. Look, he, hang on. Sorry. Before we get to KM, he even uses the STB. He, he's even on board with the with the short form. This so, is sorry, what I'm Luca, saying. It's sticking around. This is, this is what I'm saying. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> why is Pellegrini not starting? I have no idea what photographs Alexandro has of Max Allegri. <laughs> okay. But they gotta be juicy because this guy. I've said this before, and and I guess this would be how I would pose this question to mm-hmm. all of you. With Danilo being back for me, Sandro doesn't start any matches. If I'm being quite honest, I rotate Pellegrini. I think Pellegrini as your main left back. Danilo can fill in. You've got Dechilio that can fill in. Quadrado. Those are my four main guys at the fullback positions. Um, do you guys agree? Like Sandro just shouldn't be starting anymore. I'm saying Sandro shouldn't start anymore. Do you guys agree? Do you feel that way, Raph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> There's just nothing there. There's just nothing there with this guy anymore. Lex, is he at the back of the bus? Yeah, he is. I think that is just we have the fullbacks right now and fullbacks that are more informed than him. And I just I don't understand why. Which is just it's Max because this is one of the frustrating things about him. He's going back to these same players that he wants to play. And the commentator said it best yesterday. Sandra got the ball at the top of the box. He's like, Sandra looks like he doesn't know what he wants to do. It's like, yeah, that's a pretty good summary of it. It's pretty much it. Pretty much it. And see at the back of the bus. 
back of the bus, man. That's where the cool kids used. That's where the cool kids used to sit at the back of the bus. You don't put Sandra at the back of the bus. You don't. Do you kick him out of the bus. Well, what you're talking about? You don't Give even him suit him up. Take him right out. Kick him right out of the bus. He's walking. Oh man! You don't even give oh. it. Well, yeah, I can give him a skateboard. Yeah, that's fine. Kick him, <laughs> kick him off the bus, okay, Sandro, off the bus. We got Uncle Sharma, uh, inter content creator, coming at you, Raf. What do you want more, Vlaovic or the new Cortez drop? Oof. Oh, and Uncle uh, Sharma, by the way, not following all you cast on Twitter. Get over there, man, and let's set something <laughs> up. Uh, maybe we can do a little uh, collab here on uh, the next match day. Let's go, let's go, Raf. Quickly answer this. It's Vlaovic or the new Cortez job. I have I have a bunch of uh, of, of Cortez, and you know. Like Cortez already makes me happy. Juve doesn't make me happy. So yeah, I feel like well, Vlahovic makes you happy when he's banging in the goal, Raph. Yeah, Vlahovic signs for Juve. I feel like I'll, I'll be, yeah, Vlahovic. Yeah, Vlahovic. Okay. Patrick coming in here. Eight points of last 12 in the league. Next four matches, Verona, Atalanta, Torino, Empoli. How many points do we need from this stretch? Keep in mind we are 0-2-4 against those ahead of us in the table. Mm. we need minimum 10 points yeah in those four that means you can afford one draw out of those matches in my personal opinion it cannot be lower than 10 points out of those do you guys agree yeah yeah we need 10 points out and of those ones. and Atalanta. honestly that yeah, has to be a win. Mm. yeah verona's gonna be brutal after the break that is going to be extremely tough. Um, I don't think, like, Verona's ninth, and they're only five points out of six, they eh? Like, Ver that's crazy for uh, Verona. Um, Tudor's doing fantastic work there, so that's going to be tough. Atalanta, that'll be tough. Torino, the derbies are always tough, but let's be serious. Torino and Empoli, six points guaranteed. Verona will be tough. Atalanta will be tough, but you can't drop either one of them. You absolutely cannot afford to drop either one of them. I think that's pretty much uh, it for this one. Um, any closing thoughts anybody wants to make for me? I mean, we can reiterate what we spoke to earlier. It's an away game to Milan. Um, it didn't result in the three points we wanted. It's not the be-all, end-all of where we are trying to get to. We must finish in Champions League. Mercado's coming to a close. Um, stay tuned just in case. Again, we don't anticipate anything crazy but uh you'd never really know and things are really heating up around uh Vlaovic and the Dybala thing might make sense Dybala was showing signs of frustration who really knows anymore what's going to happen but uh we all get a nice break to calm down after the frustrations of yesterday okay couple week break then we'll hit it back with uh Verona getting ready like the video everybody Subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Okay, it's all UV all the time. We've got a lot of great content coming up. We're also going to start focusing and honing in on the women's side, which is very, very impressive. And our own uh, Lex is going to start running those uh, recap videos. So make sure you stay tuned for that if you want to get your fill on uh, the women's side. Okay, um, closing thoughts, everybody, as we sign off and say ciao to everybody for a couple weeks. Raf. You're not on here frequent enough. You got to have a, some kind of sign off, some kind of positivity. Uh, what, give us some positive. Give me five minutes. You guys can, I'll think about because I'm negative recently. So Lex, I'll let you Lex, guys sign off and then give us something positive in the sign off. Okay. It's true. <gasps> I have one. 
Um, okay, go ahead, Rob. Tell us. Really? About it. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Okay. Yeah. So, during the game yesterday, I saw a very happy Pirlo with a very happy Agnelli. So, the story for me is not over. Oh, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> is that is that Section 80 sources? I just got off the phone to my manager before the, <laughs> before the pod. The story is not over, Lex. Right. I like the sound of that. That was a good one. It's hard to follow. I would just say have a good good week, guys. Let's enjoy the international break as much as we can and be ready for after the break. There you go. And any sign-off, something positive, hopefully? Like the video, be a friend, tell a friend. There you go. Share the content. We appreciate all the support uh, we received. Again, thank you very much, everybody. Enjoy the break. We'll be back. Everything you've my sign-off, my positivity. Vlaovic is coming. He's coming. <laughs> Next I don't match day pod, I didn't say we when. need to see him in the team. And we're gonna I didn't be say when. About it. I didn't say when he's coming, but the uh, offer is still out there. And the, it still stands. If he comes in the closing days of the Winter Mercado, somebody, subscriber, follower, is going to get a brand new Vlaovic kit if he comes in the Winter Mercado. So, hey, we're trying to do our part. Let's see what happens. Everybody, thank you. Till next time, it'll be uh, Match Day Live for Verona. Well, I'll bring you some news updates daily, so make sure you stay tuned for those. But uh, the next live will be the Match Day Live for Verona. Till then, Fino alla Fina, Forza Juventus. Ciao a tutti.